0: Welcome to Social Work Shorts Insights, a podcast where I just talk to people who know stuff. So, in the uh, in the second edition of Social Work Shorts uh, Insights, um, we're going to talk to uh, Jamie Scorer, who is a, a lecturer at Tunbridge University and has a background in adult uh, social work. So, we talked last time to George Ball, who told us about the impact of poverty in uh, in children and families work. So, Jamie, uh, if you'd like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your experiences of how poverty in general impacts on, on adults. Hi, Jamie.
1: Hi, Stephen. Uh, yes, thanks, thanks for that. Uh, my background is predominantly working with uh, all a person's um, mental health teams and mental health teams in general for, for people of a working age. Um, how poverty's kind of impacted um, the work that, that I did as a social worker before I became a lecturer was, I think poverty runs a bit deeper than finances and, you know, fiscal resources. Um, it's a case of um, those people who may not have the same social capital as what somebody else may have. And what, what I mean by that is they don't have the same amount of people looking out for them. Um, and that, 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 that can result in poverty because of poor management of money. Um, I worked with one woman who, who had dementia, who used to go to the shops a few times a day. she to get a taxi to the shops, so spent all our money and buying the same food time and time again. Didn't have um, didn't have the support of the family um, because she didn't have children of her own. It was left to support from nieces and nephews who didn't really have that relationship with this woman, so um, weren't that invested. So this woman didn't have a social capital supporter and, and resulted in now being financially in a very poor position um, and our and living conditions were really, really poor as, as a direct result and consequence of that. Um, so there's that side of it, but there's also the safeguarding side of things, I think, is is a, a massive impact. I think, historically, you do have... Uh, families who pool budgets together, and when families start looking after uh, uh, elderly relatives' uh, finances because they're not able to do, do so themselves, they don't go, often go on the formal route because that costs money. Um, they'll just manage it with, between themselves. You know, the sons, or the daughter might go and get the pension, and then it becomes part of the family pot, part of the family money, and. You know, a lot of times this is managed really well and people get supported and the finances are, are, are there for them um, and they don't do without. But sadly, a lot of the times um, the priorities of the family are taken into consideration and the priorities of the, the person whose actual income it is, isn't. Um, and there's a lot of finance, financial expectation happens that way. I've seen that quite quite a lot um, to the point where people are living in very squalid conditions. Um and I don't think that's kind of any fault of their own. Um, not just because of the circumstances in the in in where they're living. So I think on that side of things, you know, we've with, with people from a safeguarding point of view, and um, people with you know mental health problems, specifically regarding you know like um, functional mental health problems, as, as well as you know more biological ones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are experiencing them problems. Those people who specifically look at the functional mental health problems, you know, the, especially the younger people, um, that becomes very, very difficult to work with somebody. Because um, some some people might, as a result of the mental health problems, go and spend huge amounts of money um, that they don't really have, um, as as a result of you know a, a mania, a resulting a, like a bipolar disorder. So that. Yeah. Leaves them without any kind of income whatsoever, and un, 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 unable to pay bills, which leaves them in a really uh, quite a destitute situation. Yeah. I was, for one example, I was with one gentleman. I did a mental health assessment with this this man, um, and he was he was living in quite a well-off part of town. Um, he had a quite a big house, and um, he had clearly had some income in the past, because he, he experienced some delusional beliefs and didn't believe in the existence of money and the need to pay bills. Um, so he was in a situation where he wasn't paying anything because he said it was a, it was made up. Um, and it was imaginary. And you could see where he's come from. But th- this became real to him. um, to the point where he was going to lose everything. Um, and we need to do something just to, to to so we could get plans in place to stop um, losing everything, losing and, and becoming quite destitute in his life. Um, so he was he was detained in the mental health act um, mm-hmm. for for that direct reason because he would have been okay. in absolute dire poverty.
0: If we didn't. Right. I think it's interesting that you mentioned uh, social when you were taught. There was a couple of things that I wondered what you thought about in terms of social capital. Um, there are two things that come to mind i think about social capital because often i know when i've talked to people who uh, support people with substance misuse problems which also often go hand in hand with with mental health problems don't they're often they're often both existing together and and there are two things one is in order to have social capital you have to be connected to the community don't you and some people in situations like that isolate themselves so there is no social capital to tap into but sometimes as well um sometimes people have lots of social capital but it's not exactly positive social capital if you see what i mean it's social they've got people to go to but those people that they go to then actually um make the problems that person's having in terms of substance misuse or paranoia or whatever it is they actually make it worse uh, I, I don't know what you think of that
1: yeah m- 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 most definitely yeah. i work with a, a, a lot of people who would can kind of fit that, that description that, that you worked in and we, it was recognized like um by that it was because i don't know one man i was working with who was begging on the street for money so he could buy some heroin and we were trying to get a uh, kind of sustain somebody to have a tendency and um, just to like that level of addiction who his primary focus was his heroin it was very very difficult um so we were i was trying, trying to talk the street to come to the flat where i had the housing officers to sign his tenancy, and he was saying no no i need a f- I'll, I'll come over i'll come over once i get I a bit more money and you need to get his fix. So trying to trying to manage that was really, really difficult. So what I was trying to do was oh, what, what we were trying to do was build these social capital in a, in a very structured way, kind of scaffolding that around them by putting the supports because the idea of, you know, you can have it, you can have a house if you go to the, the town hall and you fill in this form and you meet me here and you do this and do that. um then you can have this property that wouldn't work for this person. So and we knew that wouldn't work for this person it hadn't worked for this person in the past. So try to scaffold that support around him, right? that's kind of fit his needs. And then hopefully, within time, um we might be able to work with this person and help rehabilitate him. If that's what if that's what was necessary and needed, unless and we wanted at the time. However, however, which was that was also all well and good. But when we had um, the COVID restrictions came into place, all that kind of uh, almost like a false scaffold that we, we created a structure that we created around just collapsed. Mm. Where you would have mm. as a as a as a social capital what, what we develop within you know with families and friends and you know, things that we develop over the years is constant it's 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 there, um it's it's hard to collapse it but when something like COVID mm. happened, um all this stuff that was built up around this person wasn't able to be maintained because everyone started going from the homes, people weren't yeah, going yeah. out and yeah. and when the work went out was to do the 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 minimal the emergency stuff, so. Um, yeah. Very, very difficult. So, yeah, it looks, trying to replace social capital is a, um, it's a huge challenge.
0: Um, yeah. Well, because because we, we had, didn't we? Um, uh, which which uh, which which uh, which Prime Minister was it? Was all about David Cameron's big society um, idea, you know, and and my response to that. Um, was, yeah, it's a brilliant idea, you know, that we've got this idea of this big society where we all look after each other and everything's everything's fine. But in, in my experience anyway, as, as a practitioner, the sort of, I don't know, 1950s community that that, that existed maybe back then or, or didn't, I don't know. But, you know, that, that, that illusion we've got that communities of, of people like that who would look out for each other and look after each other, I, I'm not sure they exist anymore.
1: Yeah, I, I, no, no, I, I don't, and I think that there's that there's a, a it's kind of the old Victorian poor laws coming in into play, and even in modern day values. So, yeah. uh, for example, we we might see somebody who's you know come back as a who's serving in the armed forces and come back and suffer from mental health problems as a direct result of that. And you can mm-hmm. see it in social media and, and, and the wider media that people are very, very um, supportive of that person and want to give the mental health to their services. And people are there's an outcry that there's not enough services to support these people with mental health problems. Same with teenagers, there's a bit massive outcry, quite rightly so. There's not enough services to, to support these people because we see these is deserving. But the, the, like the people I mentioned before, those people who are on the streets begging for for heroin, who maybe um, and most probably are, are, are looking have a, a mental health um, disorder that they that they self medicating for. So that with whether that's alcohol or with drugs, yet yeah, we don't see, we do see those people as deserving. So therefore, that's where their mm. social capital gets reduced. So mm. the so David Cameron's idea of you know the what what did he call it the
0: big society?
1: The the big society only helps those people we see as deserving, those people we yeah, see is right, as not right. deserving, just, just yeah. get even further, further drops yeah. um, through the holes and through the nets, don't they? There, there is no, no safety net for these people.
0: Absolutely. I like this idea that you're talking about, about poverty not just being about money. I, I mean, it is, and and, uh, and and I'll be talking to people about that aspect of it, but poverty's a, 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 a broader thing. It might be rooted in lack of money, I suppose, but it's broader, isn't it? And I think one of the things in working with older people that always used to uh, always used to get me was was poverty of experiences or maybe poverty of expectations you know that people didn't uh, didn't expect much from life and maybe because in life they hadn't experienced a kind of rich tapestry of things that were available to them I, I suppose some of that's rooted in financial poverty because the reality of the world is you need money to do things often don't you do you think that's something that you witnessed that poverty of experience yeah I'll, I'll, I'll,
1: I'll go a little bit deeper and i would say it's it's, it's about um where a person sees himself so right. if if you can if you're living in you know in poverty um, without money and you've got little social capital and you see people who are the people you're, you're actually dealing with more on a day-to-day basis sometimes especially if you're unwell is you know doctors and nurses and social workers people who are very clever people who have got high qualifications and in in, in comparison wealthy um, towards those people so how does how how does that make you feel and I think that's what poverty is 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 where you are seen within within society because we we'll have a very very kind of strict uh, structure in our society which 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 goes to the queen and then it goes all the way down and and where do you sit on that so and if, if you're if, if you see yourself is way down low um how does that how does that impact on on your life choices um and where do you go from that and so so very easy you know if you read some of them um, George Orwell's book uh, keep Asperger's flying. That's a middle class man who hasn't got any money. He's working in a bookshop. He's got no money to come back. And but you can't you can't say he's in poverty, can you? He? He's just he's, he's got no money, but you wouldn't mm. say he was in poverty. But mm. in it, but then if you go to you know John Steinbeck's *The Grapes of Wrath*, these people are living on you know not on the dirt, on nothing. They're surviving, thinking well, they don't know where the next meal's coming from. Children are dying of starvation. That's poverty. So mm. so. So it so, so tells me that, that poverty is not about money, is it? Poverty is about, about where you are. I mean, it's, it's certainly the, the, the families in Grapesworth needed money. But, you know, but the, the guy who was in the, the as flying, he, he didn't have any money, but he wasn't in poverty. He had social mm-hmm. capital. He had friends and family who would intervene and make sure he didn't go hungry, he had a roof over his head. But you don't have that, mm-hmm. that, that's what poverty is, that fear. I fear that you know if nothing happens, where 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 do you go, and um, where where people looking down on you all the time, or all, all you're doing is looking up to people. So so and how does that affect your life choices? How and how does that help you? How to empower you to to actually make a step further? I wouldn't say up the ladder because I don't believe that system. But how does it, how does it empower you to make a step um towards a brighter um, future for yourself?
0: That's great, Jamie. Thank you very much for that. And, and I have to say that last bit that you've said there really resonates with uh, some of the things that I was talking about last time with, with George. So uh, thank you for your time, and thank you for giving us your insights into respect uh, we uh, expect to older people. Find out more at socialworkshorts.co.uk.